Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. What up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Check us out right here every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. I am your host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And as always, I am accompanied by the prescription filling, smart slaying, bass playing, Cowboy boot wearing son of a gun, the fourth wall's resident good doctor, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor of kayfabe himself is in. What up, Doc Haas? What up, dude? I have a question for you. What's up? When you're going through your whole introduction to me and your eyes are closed, mm. are you imagining me like dressed and, and like doing the things that you're actually saying, like in cowboy boots, writing prescriptions? I'm actually picturing you in a doctor's, like a a lab coat and cowboy boots and nothing else. Oh, it's kind of kinky, right? Getting a little real over here, man. This this episode took a turn real quick, and we're like two minutes into the episode. Very dark. Very dark. Yeah. Very dark place. Very very dark place to end. Extremely. Anyways, you know what wasn't dark? What was not dark? My computer screen and my television screen last night. You want to know why? Because <laughs> you were watching for the, the first time wrestling, weren't in you? Like, in like 20 years, mm-hmm. I watched two live wrestling programs simultaneously. And I forgot how much fucking fun it is to just go back and forth. Especially mm-hmm. when both shows are just fucking kicking ass and taking names. Right. Like just absolute... Mm-hmm. Great shows from both fucking promotions, Dynamite and NXT. Yeah. Great shows. I, I didn't even know what to do. There was times I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was doing the same thing last night, except I was not watching NXT because, as everyone knows, I cannot watch NXT live. So I was watching NWA Power as well as AEW Dynamite. 
Um, NWA Power, man, you didn't get a chance to watch it yet, did you? No, I have not. Oh, my God. I ran out of computer screens. Old school feel. So nostalgic, man. Brings you back to the days, man, of the Saturday morning wrestling, studio wrestling, the studio feel. So good, man. Did they have the little backstage studio area where they did they the get right out of the shit. ring and they go right there for interviews? It was awesome. That's pretty cool. And so Rick Flair gave some of his great promos there, man. He did, dude. And you had yeah. Jim, Jim Cornette on commentary. Oh, that's always that's, that's always, always that's interesting. Jim Cornette. Yeah, it's always good. He's, he's a lunatic. He is a fucking lunatic. He's, he, he's also very old school himself, and he like loves. The old school feel. He loves NWA. He's all about NWA, man. You carry that fucking tennis racket around still? Nah, man. That that's been long gone. That was that yeah. was a WWF gimmick. That wasn't his thing. That wasn't his thing nah. outside. Of, okay. Nah. But uh, but I don't remember. Was, I don't remember really much of show. him outside of WWE. I don't remember much of him outside of WWE. I'm trying to rack my brain. Yeah, I mean, he had his time with NWA, AWA, things like that. I mean, I really, I didn't know him really until WWF. I remember AWA was on like ESPN for a hot minute near near the end. Mm-hmm. I remember like seeing it a few times and seeing uh, um, the, 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 the Scott Hall. Yeah, because he was a big AWA guy. Yep. And uh, but was, I, it was always more about right. It was it was it was all about WCW Saturday Night. That was the original like main thing to watch and then of course Saturday mornings whatever w, usually superstars, superstars was yeah. Saturday morning thing. Yeah. every now and again WWE didn't main event all the, the pre-raw days mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah man but uh, NWA power was great and I'm looking forward to seeing more NWA now each and every week we got to see James Storm we got to see Eli Drake we got to see Nick Aldis in action versus Tim Storm who is the uh, the gentleman that Nick Aldis defeated for the NWA title originally back in 2017. And Tim Storm, for being in his uh, mid-50s, I think he's like 56, dude could still go, man. Dude's in great shape. And I really, my jaw was on the floor with that match, man. It was such a good traditional wrestling match. I really thought Nick Aldis was going to lose. I thought Tim Storm really had it. Uh, a couple times in that match. So it was really good storytelling, too. And it was cool because they had a stipulation where, if t- uh, obviously, if Tim Storm wins, he gets to win the NWA title. But if he loses, he can never fight for the NWA championship again. So there was a lot, a lot for him to lose. It was a very, very emotional match for Tim Storm. But it was such a good match, man. So good to see that. I'm so looking forward to seeing more NWA now every week. And fam, so much if anyone wrestling. out there is an NWA fan, uh, you know, drop us a line on our Twitter at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number four T H W A double L C A S T. Let let us know if you want to hear more about NWA. Because if you do, I will personally bring a weekly segment uh, specifically to our Patreons, exclusively to our Patreons, uh, all about the ten pounds of gold and the return and the resurrection of NWA. I'd be more than happy to do a review show of that each week. So, fam, uh, definitely drop us a line and let us know what you think. But, Doc, since you didn't get to watch NWA, but you did watch NXT and you did watch AEW Dynamite, which was yet another great show. Now, Doc, do you have the ratings in front of you from last night? 
I don't have the right in front. Actually, let me just go switch screens, and I can pull them up. I'm still on the Bleacher Report page where I got it from. AEW did beat NXT once again in the ratings. Uh, both shows' ratings were down. Um, I guess percentage-wise, AEW is more than NXT's. So Dynamite drew 1.08 million, which is down from 1.409. And NXT, NXT drew 790,000, which was down from 845,000. Uh, they were going against, I believe, two game five elimination game fives in the baseball playoffs on mm. TBS and I think Fox. So there was some stiff competition. And uh, I think it's still a pretty respectable number for the stiff competition they had. Uh, it wasn't a huge drop-off for WWE in terms of NXT. And I think both shows delivered in terms of content, which right. is most important. So AEW is going to beat NXT for a hot minute, just solely because of the buzz factor involved. Right. And also, just like I said, too, perception is reality. If you are the person that is flipping channels from NXT to AEW, you go to AEW, it's a bigger show, it's a bigger arena, it's bigger production, and you're, you're going to get sucked into watching uh, of the bigger show. But also, one thing I've heard, again, I didn't get to watch them live, but I did hear that if you are flipping back and forth, if AEW is on a commercial, you go to NXT, they were on a commercial also. So then you go not back to, not religiously. It wasn't religiously like that. No, sometimes right. it was like that. Yeah, because I heard that sometimes was, it was so it kind of forces you to go back to AEW and you just end up staying there. NXT is running ten minutes later than AEW. That and which is nice because you don't get to miss either main event. Right. Like by the time, like the Jericho, by the time all the shenanigans were done at the end of Dynamite. Like you were still enough, you were still able to catch most of the Kushida Walter match. You might have missed the first minute or two, so that was that's that's pretty cool how NXT is doing the stagger like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to choose between main events. Uh, the biggest, um, the biggest head to head. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Moxley and Spears went up against maybe the undisputed era dream segment. I think that I think that was the, the big one of the big head to heads. Which, by the way, the undisputed era and dream segment was utterly hilarious. It was utterly attitude era. It was definitely TV fourteen, and it was TV fucking awesome bones. <laughs> now, now, with that being said, do you think they were doing that uh, to kind of combat what what was happening on AEW? I mean, we we heard Jericho's promo, and Jericho definitely was a pretty edgy. You know, to to, to well, put it nicely. So, Sparky was talking in the Patreon chat, and he was saying that, you know, oh wow, you could cuss on TNT, and I wrote back to him, technically you can cuss on USA too, and I put dot dot dot, and a few minutes later, there was a blurred out image of a naked Roddy Strong's dick, <laughs> you know. So, like, I was like, oh, all right, well, like, like I said, USA can go there too, so. They're definitely pushing the edge. They're 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 understanding who their clientele is on NXT, and they're not looking for kids. They're not looking for the Roman Reigns kids and the Seth Rollins kids and the John Cena kids. They're looking for us, you, me, Sparky, every single other podcasting wrestling supporter or professional or semi-professional in the entire 
wrestling fan universe is looking for, you know, AEW Dynamite and NXT. And they're getting great product. Good, sensible storytelling, fun, very fun episodes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of energy and a lot of fun. There's a lot of wrestling. You know, there's still way too much talking on Raw and SmackDown. You know, there was just enough talking on Dynamite. And when there was talking, it was done by mostly Jericho, and it was electric. Let's talk about Jericho's promo and how edgy that shit was. Man, he was taking shots at WWE, uh, WWE Creative. I love how he called out uh, the old Jack Swagger, We the People, because the fuck, the friggin' audience was chanting We the People. And he told them all to shut up. That thing is dead and buried. That's just a bad, uh, what did he say? Bad creative. Yeah, something bad by bad creative, but um, it was just so good, man. And then also, uh, when he started talking about Cody Rhodes, talking about the Rhodes family, he was taking yeah, shots, man. He was shooting. Ripping them. Yeah, ripping them apart. That's good. That's what we want to see. That's mm-hmm. that's real. That's going to get the blood of Cody Rhodes fired up a little more, yep. and it's going to make their match that much more, you know, that much that much better. So they gave us that much more to invest in for their match. Yeah. Is it? It's a nice. It was nice. Um, they're setting up for a lot of good stuff on Dynamite, short term and long term stories. It's been very it's said, very very logical. And like you said, with with Jer and go back to Jericho taking shots at WWE. I mean, AEW exists partially because it's a bunch of dude, a couple dudes from WWE. It's a lot of dudes at WWE, you know, and top card guys. Cody Rhodes. This guy's Cody Rhodes is more of a mid card guy in WWE. Chris Jericho, main eventer. Uh, John Moxley, main event guy, WWE. Sean Jack Spears, disgrunt- disgruntled WWE guy. Jack Swagger, another former WWE world champion, disgruntled. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of discru- guys who were disgruntled and, and they didn't like where their characters were and they didn't like the bullshit they had to deal with in WWE. So, of course. They're going to shoot on WWE. Most of them were there because of, of WWE right? and the lack of freedom they had. Well, uh, the rest of Dynamite, again, was another great show, as we could tell from the ratings and also just from uh, everyone's reactions on social media. But what we're going to do today, fam, is we're going to do what we did last year. We're going to do some more watch-alongs. Uh, Doc and I enjoy doing these, and uh, we want to know what you guys think of these watch-along segments. So today we're going to uh, choose two matches, one match from Dynamite, and then one match from NXT. So we're going to start off first with, I think, the best match of the night on Dynamite was uh, Private Party versus the Young Bucks in the Tag Team Championship Tournament. How to put over an up-and-coming tag team and your tag team division 101. Mm -hmm. That's what the hell that was. That was awesome. What a great match. I'm so excited to sit and watch this again with you. And you know what what I I, I did like also? I liked how the other tag teams like SCU, Best Friends, they were in the audience as fans watching the match. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like they're out there scouting uh, the, the rest of the talent scouting their, their future opponents. So I, I, I like that. That was pretty cool. So, uh, fam, pull up AEW Dynamite. You could find this on, on the TNT app for free. You don't got to have any kind yes. of login or nothing. And when you open up Dynamite, have the cursor to 
two minutes and nine seconds. It'll be 000209. It's a picture of the Young Bucks. Their backs are facing the screen. Doc, let's give the fam a quick minute. Absolutely. Some nice leather jackets that the Bucks got there. Oh, dude, let's. Speaking of Jeopardy, now that I'm singing the Jeopardy theme, Alex Trebek, man, he's uh, coming down to his final days. And these are his words. It was funny. We were watching, me and my mom were watching Jeopardy the other day. And I was just saying, isn't Alex Trebek dying? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a shame. Yeah. And another person who's. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry again. I don't no. talk. talk. I was going to say, it, it's, it's, you know, that's what you do every week, right? You interrupt me. At least once. Not twice. Son of a bitch. I am. No, but uh, I, I think it's very big of Trebek to be like, I've lived my life. I've had a great life. I have no regrets. And if the, my time is coming, then my time is coming. You know, as sad as it is, it's very big of him to, to do that. Um, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, all, all the best to the Trebek family. Um, and, you know, I hope that Alex Trebek still has uh, a little more life. I shouldn't say a little more, a lot more life left in him. It's, it's too, too soon for him to go. An all-time great Canadian. He's a Canadian. They know that. There you go, Fretz. He is Canadian, yes. It's your boy, I'm Mr. Fretz. Fairly certain Trebek's Canadian, yes. Hmm. Um, maybe also maybe, maybe be, our if, resident Canadian, Mr. Fretz, could correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, also want to uh, a little shout out for for talk about people who are sounds like they're close to dying. Um, I keep reading reports from multiple people that Eddie Van Halen seems to be on his last legs, which really fucking blows as someone who plays guitar and is. Mm-hmm. 34 years old and was into really loud music and still is into loud music and badass guitarist Andy Van Halen that's like one of those first people when you're starting to play guitar and you hear what he does to a guitar you're just like what is that and yep. how do you do that and then you did I, I got to see him live once and it was just he was on and he sounded great and just really influential player in my life some of the first riffs I ever learned were Eddie Van Halen riffs and if he's on his way out that's a really shitty thing to hear yeah, it's it's a damn shame. He he's iconic in the world of music. Uh, no matter what instrument you play, everyone knows Eddie Van Halen. Everyone knows what he's done to the for the music industry. Uh, so again, just another legend, you know, gone too soon. The fucking guitar riff factory. Well, he's not gone yet. I shouldn't say it like that. Right. So yeah. Hopefully, he gets guitar a speedy recovery factory. and has uh, and maybe goes on at least like a couple more tours. Is he even, has he even still been playing or no? They, uh, they, their last tour ended probably like three, four years ago. Okay. I saw them like five, six years ago. They were fucking good. Yeah. All right, fam. So by now you should have uh, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite up on your computers, your tablets, your mobile devices. Uh, bring the cursor over to zero 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 two zero nine. I'm going to count down three, two, one. Play. When I say play, you press play. You got it, Doc. At the same time, At you say play. At the same time, when I say play, you say press play. play. So when you hear the, p- that means you go. Yes. Ready and play. Okay. So I will count as you didn't down. do three, two, one. I was. <laughs> I see. I fooled you. I want to see if you were paying attention. All right, fam, you ready? We're going right, to Simon. now watch the private party 
versus the Young Bucks. And three, two, one, play. Nope, we're behind. Your uh, your audio is behind, Doc. Way to fuck it up again. It's all good though. Yeah, def. What are you at? What number? What does it say for your counter? Two twenty-eight. No, we're not. Oh, we're barely behind then. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're barely. I could turn it down a little bit if it's throwing you off. Yeah, turn your shit down. It's hurting my ears, bro. You move that shit away from the microphone. <laughs> oh man listen it sounds way different than a crunching bag of potato chips gotta hate that noise bones was like that was actually a bag of shredded mozzarella that i was putting on my ham sandwich that i ate when i got home yeah. from work i like mozzarella cheese too mozzarella that's that is made up by people from new jersey the fuck out There's obviously a vowel at the end of that word. You don't gotta say the vowel, bro. It's silent. What kind of Italian are you? I'm not Italian. Italian. There you go. Good answer. <laughs> so, yo, real quick, why have we never heard about the private party before now? They are because such we, a visit, So they came, they came from the place that Master P just bought. Oh, from uh, House of Glory? Yeah, that's where they're from. And they and the young bucks like like wanted them. The young bucks basically say we want you no. Know, they were handpicked by the bucks to be as part of the tag division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. They were a really good get for AEW. What a good tag, yeah. man. Uh, private party is Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy. Don't know who is who. I don't think Jim Ross knows who is who either. If I, they they get it by the end of the match. <laughs> but <laughs> I love this. I love the money with the bucks. The the bucks money. The young bucks. <laughs> Actually, our good brother DFDC Jeff Palmaccio, host of Not Your Mama's Soap Opera, op wow opera. Find them on Twitter <laughs> at <laughs> not underscore opera. Uh, he was live at the first episode of AEW Dynamite, and he actually has some of the young bucks. That fell from the sky when the Young Bucks came out. No, there's SCU in the front row hey, starting are, yeah. their competition. Yeah. And there's um, Angelico and Jack Evans, right? Jack Evans, yes, Jack Evans and Angelico. They are. They don't have a very good record right now. They haven't won anything yet in AEW. Those two. Nope. I love Angelico, man. And have you ever seen Angelico? I've seen him in AEW. Okay, he 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 fought. He was in uh, Lucha Underground also, and he had some great matches in Lucha Underground. Oh, here we go. They have the. Uh, <laughs> I I, I, I love the. the pocket grand. Yeah, that's great. I forgot I, how I, much I enjoyed that. I love the uh, their entrance here, where they have the the bouncer with the uh, the red velvet rope. It's like they're at a, they're at a club, ready to go in, and the Mardi Gras beads. You know, sometimes when you watch something and you have like the words and you see the timer, hmm. and it doesn't go away. 
I have that right now, and I want to freaking get rid of it, but I'm afraid I'm going to stop the video. <laughs> if you, if you press the screen, right? <laughs> uh, and, I'm, and I'm so freaking like, oh, I'm going to be, this is going to drive me nuts the whole time. I love this dude's hair. I, I, I'm still mm -hmm. learning which one's which also. This is the first time I've ever, it was the first match I've ever seen them wrestle in. Oh, uh, same here. And I tell you, I was left very, as I said, I left, left very impressed. Definitely a team that fits perfectly in the ring with the Young Bucks. They, they're high flyers, um, spot monkeys, if you will. Yeah, there's, you'll see, there's some, there, I mean, there's some good ring IQ also here. Mm -hmm. And some great outfits. Look at that Bret Hart tribute. Pink and black attack. Can you do your Bret Hart impression again? That was great. <laughs> I used to have the Bret Hart glasses, man. I wish I never got rid of that shit. I had Bret Hart glasses, dude. You do? I had Bret Hart glasses, and I had them, and a I had them. I don't have them anymore. I couldn't tell you what happened to them. Yeah, same. We're, go we're going those, back to the mid-90s here. I had the Shawn Michaels, the red heart sunglasses with the nice. uh, black and white zebra hat that he used to wear. Yeah, oh yeah. I had uh, the Undertaker and Hulk Hogan foam fingers. I wish I still had all that shit, man. Guess who has a Shawn Michaels foam finger? Uh, this guy does. This guy. <laughs> Dude, I love how right off it's the bat, man, car. it's just, yeah, right? It's just fast-paced action right off the bat. So interesting fact, Bones, the arena that Dynamite's being held in is the arena Smarky and I graduated college at our college graduation. Oh, nice. Yes. I've been on the floor. Probably kind of close to where the Raiders was where I sat. Not too far off. <laughs> well, if we did it by alphabetical order, D is for Doc. So you would have been close to the bottom of the floor anyway. Is for Doc. <laughs> I wasn't too far oh, from Sparky, shit. actually. If I remember correctly, I don't think I was too far from Sparky. We were different majors, though. Well, S uh, is for Sparky, so he would have been by the S's. I've also seen Iron Maiden in this arena. That, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. One of the two times I've seen Iron Maiden. That's it. I might have seen a BU hockey game here once. I was pretty drunk, and I don't remember. <laughs> the Bucks do some, like, not that move right there, but when they, that sunset flip thing they did before, I don't know if it was a sunset, but he jumped over the rope, and, and like, I can't really explain what the move was. But just a lot of innovative, like, offense that no other teams do. That, that double stomp is pretty cool. And I like how double they, they, they focus on, like, one area of the body. Yeah, like, it's good old school, like, this tells a story. Mark Quinn gets uh, a little injured in this match. I hope uh, hope it's nothing serious. So if you if you watch, I don't want to spoil it for those of you in the fam who have not seen this match yet. So when we get to it, I'll point it out. But uh, Look at this. Actually, I don't even know so if this fluid. is. Is that Mark Quinn in the ring right now, or is that Isaiah Cassidy? That's Isaiah. Okay.
awesome. Hot Great. So fluid. Look at that fucking height. Dude, oh, this right here. This is awesome. Tope Suicida. Kushida Plancha. missed the spot last night. Off, off, thinking of spots off ropes that are high flying. He missed it. And yeah, like he fell off, and Walter sold it great because he just like went over to him and just like basically just kicked him right in the face. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Walter like didn't move. It was actually pretty impressive to see them make the mistake, and then Walter doesn't miss a beat because she doesn't miss a beat. Real professional way to fuck up. Boom. Ooh. And listen to how hot the crowd is already. Mm -hmm. It took them almost no time to get invested in the private party. And what private party is offering. They are fan favorites, bro. They get the pop when they come out. They're fun. Yeah. Oh! Super kick party. Super, Super kick, kick party. party. So, yo, what'd you think about the uh, John Moxley Sean Spears match? Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed all of the afterwards also. Yeah, you know, the whole Kenny coming out. Kenny that was, that was great. The bat and the broom both wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah, and then Pac just threw yep. the whole segment. Oh, dear Lord. Wow, right on the ramp. And he, like, walked him over, too. Some deceptive... It's something I think you forget, like, the, the Bucks are they're deceptively strong dudes. You know, you think you have high flyers, but, like, you know, those dudes are in good shape, man. They can carry some people around. Yeah. Yeah. Power moves aren't out of the question with them. But... Back to Moxley and Spears. I I thought that was a great match. Look at this. Oh, I saw somewhere on awesome. oh, that was awesome. That was such a cool move. Very innovative. I like that. Look at this sharpshooter. But wait, Into a listen, sharp listen, listen, listen. Here's Giovanni called it a Scorpion Deathlock. Oh, he did. Yeah. Because I, I missed that. It makes I missed sense. That just now and last night. It makes sense. Shivani's right. from WCW. Sting did the move, and it was a Scorpion Deathlock with Sting. All right. He did not call. Now, how many times did we? I mean, last night, and once again, same thing. This feels like a nitro. It really does. It feels like it a really modern does. nitro. Everything about it, and I think a lot of it is Shivani's voice too. Mm -hmm. I think Shivani's voice is what's really making it nitro like for me. I wonder if Bobby Heenan would have done this if he was still alive. I think if Bobby Heenan was still alive, he'd be on WWE right now. Yeah, you think he'd be on WWE? I think so. One of the reasons he, did, he, he didn't want to do WWE anymore is because he wanted less travel. That's why he left to begin with, to go to WCW. Mm. So with that in mind, maybe he would have been on like an NXT or something. But I, I, I would love to hear like a Shivani Heenan, Jim Ross booth. That'd be pretty cool. Like in, you know, fantasy mm -hmm. announcing world. Obviously, super fantasy as Bobby's no longer with us. Yeah. Yeah, was Isaiah still out? He's still out on that ramp, isn't he? Yep. Well, uh, but anyway, let's go back to uh, Moxley and Omega. 
So okay, want, so Moxley. Go ahead. Before you go, Moxley mm-hmm. looked like a main event guy. More so last night on on Dynamite that I think almost he did in any time in WWE. Yeah, I can I can like, definitely agree with that. Yeah, you get where I'm coming at with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just the segment like, with Omega. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Go. No, I'm saying it's cool. Good, you're you're, you're learning, Doc. But no, Omega Omega was uh, the Omega segment was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just to stare down, just seemed like real animosity. And then the you know, Pac is your dirty heel and he's establishing himself as the top heel, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So and you know, he's gonna get a title match sooner or later. I feel like he might get the winner of the Cody Jericho match. And we talked about it last week too. How AEW they're um, really putting a lot of focus and importance on win lo- win loss records, and Pac was really focusing on his win loss record, where he only has one loss right now. It's like no one else in the company has that same record. I don't know if that's true. I'm mean, gonna have to look up the record see if anyone else only has one loss. But if he's if he's going to take that and run with it, then I could definitely see him in the title picture very very uh, oh. after. Jericho and Cody. Well, first Jericho and Darby Allen, then Jericho and Cody. Right. Darby Allen could very well beat Jericho next week, and Jericho and Cody could be a non-title match. Or Pac could show up, cost Darby Allen the match, and you get a Pac-Darby Allen feud. There you go. Until Cody and Jericho finish their feud, and then Pac goes in there for the championship. Like they were already writing great episodes of Dynamite, dude. Yep. Who will be the next? <laughs> Who will be the second AEW champion? I don't think it's going to be Cody. No. I think it's going to be Pac. Now, <clears throat> why don't you think it would be Hangman Page? Remember now, before All Out, everyone said that Hangman Page is the guy. He's the. He's Doesn't the mean he has to get the title right away. Well, originally, doesn't mean he needs to have the title right away. Originally, when him and Pac were going to face each other at All Out, it was supposedly going to be for the W the Wow AEW Championship, but then Pac couldn't make it to All Out, so Jericho was put in his place for the title, and everyone said that Hangman Page would, would 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 win the title. And what a what a good way to start a new television show with a brand new up and comer, but then have the veteran the the draw that everyone knows who Chris Jericho is or most people know who Chris Jericho is, have him chasing uh, for the title. What if Pac beats Jericho and then Page chases Pac and you get your original Pac that, Page that match? Makes that makes sense. Was, it all comes back yeah. full circle. It all goes back full circle, right? Speaking of full circle, we were introduced last night to the inner circle. Yes. Chris Jericho's faction, which is Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz from LAX, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager. They're obviously coming after the elite. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going after the Rhodes family. So innovative. Wow. Oh. Yeah, all of it's innovative, exactly. Look at this, look at this. Like, they're doing things that other tag teams in the world are just not doing. Mm-hmm. Jesus, look at, look at them. Go. 
Super impressive. Jackson brothers are so impressive. Yeah, what happens in a tournament if it goes 20 minutes? Do just both teams get eliminated? It's a draw, yeah. And both teams are done. And then someone gets a bye in the next round. And they figure it out from there. Excalibur called it a scorpion deathlock, too. Mm -hmm. I do find it interesting that um, that they're going really old school where they, they let everyone know when the 10 minute time, 10 limit time is up, 20 minute time is up. Just another WCW element. Yep. Oh, shit. Oh, he just came out of nowhere. He just like sat on his head, it looked like. Sharpshooter. Sorry. Scorpion deathlock. It's so deep. That's cool. You know, a lot of times it's the slow crawl. It's the slow crawl to the rope. Mm-hmm. And that time, that was the quick burst of speed to the rope. You don't see that often right. enough. Variety. Makes the product a little like unpredictable. Line tag. Didn't see it. Oh, sorry, bro. I hit you in the balls. Oh, fucking look at that. Reverse Hurricane Rana. Look at that shit. Oh, 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 there it is. With the cutter, dude. That is on the Hurricane Rana KO. <laughs> Such good tag team wrestling we're watching right now. Ooh. All the elevation. I thought it was over right there when I was watching last night. Dude, everyone did. I couldn't that? believe it wasn't over right there. You saw that guy in the crowd with his mouth wide open. Look at this. Look at everyone in the fucking crowd going ape shit. Dude. Standing up. Not a, no one's sitting down. Perception is reality, ape shit. bro. Yeah, and this is this is how you put your tag division over. Yep. With matches like this. Yep. You take oh, your best shit. team. You put them against an up-and-coming team. Mm-hmm. And, oh, look at that. You give them just when you thought it was over right there. And you give him the rub. Yep. Boom. There it is. And the place goes batshit crazy. What a, what a good ending. Where you make, make everyone sure you think that Young strong. Bucks is going to win, but they come out with the upset victory. Everyone looks strong. Everyone. Private party. So good, man. So good. You know who we haven't seen on AEW yet that disappoints me? Hmm. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I haven't seen them on Dynamite yet. You're right. Well, they're um, they have a new little stable tri- now. It's them with uh, Marco Stunt. They are. I forget what they call themselves. So who wins in a fight? Private Party or Street Profits? Hmm. <laughs> that that would be a, a pretty even matchup between those two teams. But are obviously. Really Teams, similar gimmicks, similar mm-hmm. vibes. Just minus the solo cups. They're a little more environmental friendly. Yes, they are. All right, fam. You guys right. can go ahead and pause their video or turn it off because we're going to eventually switch to another one later on. 
So yeah, man, that was just that. That was a that was the match of the night uh, for AEW. And they're definitely yeah, really helping to put tag team wrestling on the map. And that's how you do it with a match like that. Absolutely, dude. Um, AEW has talked about that their tag team is going to mean something. Mm-hmm. The division is going to be a big deal. And what a way to announce yourselves in your tournament when then a match like that. And just to see the smart and the unselfish booking of the Bucks. Like putting the new guys over to make the division stronger, it was what was best for business. Mm-hmm. Not to you know to, to steal a term from Trip and Steph. <laughs> so once again, that was a kickoff to another successful episode of Dynamite. The main event was great. Moxley and Spears was great. It's it's like their WWE lives of Walter. Even Moxley have not existed because. The way they're being treated in AEW, they're being treated like the the main event stars they really are, and they're getting to be, you know, the real extent to characters they want to be, not the characters they were forced to be. Right. And uh, FYI, the team of Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt is called Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express? Yes. So that was... Uh, obviously Private Party and Young Bucks. The other matches in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament will be the Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express. You're going to have uh, Best Friends taking on SCU. And the Dark Order, as we know, has a bye in the first round. So the Dark Order's already made it over to the semifinals. So they're going to be taking on the winner of the SCU best friends match. Let's fantasy book this real quick. So we know Private Party is in, Dark Order is in. I'm putting SCU in the final. And I'm okay. put, who are Jurassic Express facing again? Uh, they're facing Lucha Brothers. So if Lucha Brothers win that Yeah, match, I'll probably put in the Lucha Brothers in the final. I'm thinking it's going to be Lucha Brothers SCU in the finals. That's where I, that's where I was going with this. Lucha Brothers will take will take out Jurassic Express. Lucha Brothers will take out Private Party and they'll go to the finals to face SCU who will take out Dark Order in their uh, right in the semifinals. And then Lucha Brothers face beat LSU. LSU. SCU. <laughs> SCU become the first tag champions, and then they have a feud with the Bucks, and then they have their exactly reignite boom. that feud. Reignite that feud for for the for the for what's the name of the uh, card with Cody and Jericho? What are they calling it? Um, the pay per view special. I can't think of the ball. Wow, I can't think of you. What in November? Um, oh man, we are bad podcast hosts. Yeah, this is professional podcasting at its best. <laughs> like in the dark or something like that. Or no, that's the name of their that's their their, 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 new show. their main event show. Yeah. The main event show, dark thing. You know what? Fans so, apologize for the lack of research here. We, we're gonna we're gonna blame someone. We'll blame Smarky because Smarky is not. It's here all right Smarky's fault. He usually looks this up. He's off. Doing March of Band and shit. Shove flutes up his ass. Alright, let's see. What is this? 
next AEW event title. It's titled The Time Cody Faced Chris Jericho. <laughs> AEW. <clears throat> when 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 is the show supposed to be anyway? It's like no, November ninth or something. You know what, fam, we apologize for not having this information. We will do our research and get the information to you and we'll reach out to you guys all via almost like via satellite. Wow. Via social media. So you guys all know where to tune in, when and where to tune in for some more AEW wrestling. Now, Doc, let's um called full gear. That's full gear. It. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say full gear. Apparently I'm better at Googling than you. Obviously you are. <laughs> Obviously. But um let's That's, talk yeah, about let's talk about NXT. Yeah, talk about NXT. Let's let's switch gears and talk about NXT right now. So uh, NXT opened up with a title change. And I think it's a huge title change where you have Leo Rush taking on Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship and Leo Rush won. Did yeah, you see you that did. coming? Um no, I can't say I did. And I, I didn't this is the only match I didn't get to watch. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming, but you know, Leo Rush is getting quite uh the response. He really and is. yeah, it's it's I'm definitely enjoying you know the rebirth of his career and not just being Bobby Lashley's sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um it's good to remember that he can that he can wrestle and he's very entertaining, he's electric, and there's a market Oogie, of people Oogie, who really Oogie. enjoy what he does. Boogie Oogie Oogie. Boogie, oogie, oogie. You said electric, so. so. It's electric. <laughs> boogie, oogie, oogie. So do you, anyway. You want to start this while we want to do this watch along starting from 202? Because I didn't see this match. The only match of NXT I didn't get to see. We're going to do that, Doc. But first, we're going to take a quick break. So, fam, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight from the Gifted Podcast, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. War 24 is the new incarnation and innovation of This Is Me. In War 24, I, your host, DFDC Jeff Pomaccio, bring you the stories of your favorite content creators and their motivation exclusively on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon. Join the Ohana today for one monthly fee of five This will get you access to exclusive content from all of your favorite Russell Addict radio shows, including Not Your Mama Soap Opera and the other exclusive show that I host, War Paint, all about tattoos. Find it here and much more on the Russell Addict Radio Patreon page. See you there, ooses. What's going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast and your co-general manager here on WrestleAddict Radio. And you are listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio. Look what I found in my kitchen. Chewy, soft-baked Chips Ahoy. Oh, that's a good shit. And on that note, fam, we are back. 
So, Doc, <laughs> we are ready for our next watch along segment where we're going to now tune into NXT. So, fam, go to your WWE network, go to NXT from last night, and you're going to move your cursor to 202. Setting mine up right there right now. Oops, a little too far. That's not far enough. That's too far. Why is it so hard? How about what you That's get close? What are you at? And I'll move up. So where are you at? Um, hold on, hold on. I'm at two eighteen. All right, I'll move up to you. All right, Doc. Move up to me. It's Mauro Ronaldo with the ring in the background. That What a good shot that is. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, I love where they have the commentator now. That. That, the right commentator. That, that's, that looks awesome. That gives you like that old school wrestling feel. You know? I like that. Reminds me of the days when like Hogan was around. There was that little spot up above right. where the ring was, up the ramp, where Mean Gene would always interview yep. Hogan. And Warrior. That, I love that interview gobble. spot. I like, they it, moved the raw bed booth back there, so it's nice. Yes. That's the same spot, like, where the gobbledygooker, uh, his egg hatched, bro. The infamous <laughs> gobbledygooker. Uh, All right, so, fam, you have your WWE Network tuned in to NXT from Wednesday, October 9th. Move your cursor to... Zero 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 two eighteen. It's a picture of Mauro Ronaldo to the left of your screen with the ring in the far right. I'm going to count down once again, and we're going to watch Leo Rush versus Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. Doc, are you ready? Born. For to be alive. I did that last week, too. Yo, Patrick Hernandez is his name, by the way. <laughs> you have to YouTube Born to be Alive by Patrick Hernandez and watch the fucking video and ask yourself why did I just watch this video? Yeah, it's that I'm afraid of. Yeah. Anyway, fam, <laughs> on that note, we're going to count down. Get ready for three, two, one, play. Leo Rush, baby. The man of the hour. He's so little yet so fast. How tall is Leo? Like five foot two? Hmm. Good question. I didn't know Leo was an am- has an amateur background. That makes sense. He's very fluid. Yeah, so excuse me, fam. My, my mouth was full. Uh, I found these... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, these soft-baked, chewy chocolate chips in my kitchen. Wish I had. So. I wish I had those right now. Uh, I'll share with you, bro. You it one? does me no good, Bones. Yeah. It does me no good. How about I just enjoy them for you? You can, you can watch me telling eat. us he wants the belt. Mm. Those cookies are good, bro. Yo, what do you think about Yo, Gulak he, when he comes out wearing like the the boxer's robe? I, I like it. It's it's like kind of like a more boxing. I I, I dig. 
What I don't like is that purple cruiserweight title belt. I hate that belt. I, I hate any belts that have any kind of color that's not like a black strat. Right? I don't like, yeah, I don't like the red universal type. I like the white intercontinental title belt. Mm-hmm. That's a badass belt. But this purple belt, it looks like he stole that shit from Grimace's locker. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? It looks like a toy. They want you to take that title seriously? Are you fucking kidding me? People were taking more Bones seriously. would have something to say, but he just ate five cookies. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one, and I ate it in one fell swoop. Um, people would take the title more seriously if, if they had if the title had more airtime. If more people actually watched 205 Live, and if they knew how to fucking book the cruiserweights. Well, know. they're doing one thing right right here by having the cruiserweights fight on NXT instead. Yep. And the Leo Rush is fucking jacked. In great shape. Do you think AEW will have a cruiserweight title at some point? Hmm. I don't know about a cruiserweight. I know they're going to have to have a mid-card title at some point. Of course. I think once the roster gets a little bit bigger... Uh, no, I think it's it's at a pretty good spot where they could definitely have a mid-card title. Yeah. Uh-huh. What do you think AEW is going to do with their women's division? Are they going to expand on that too? Mid-card I'm sure they will at some point. Yeah, they, they've, they've done it. They've had a good start. Oh. And Spanish they've done a good job at establishing... That all right. They've got a good job at establishing Rio as as their champion, and mm-hmm. it's crazy because she's so little, but she does a good job of getting over. So they got the right workers there. Um, her match with Britt Baker should be a lot of fun next week. That that was a good tag match too when she teamed up. With it was Baker a really good to take really on, good uh, tag match. Bayer Priestley and Sakura. Sakura is fucking funny as shit, but really good in the ring. And I did they, like how there was a little scuffle between Bea, Pri- Bea Priestley and uh, Britt Baker at the end of the match. Bea's a fucking... Yeah. Is it Bea or Bea? I think it's Bea. Um, Bea. It's I'm going to go Bea. And Bea's Bea. a, a fucking little ball of fire, man. Yeah. The way she was going to the referee. Agreed. And I just... I like to see some sub feuds developing there. I think once we see how many feuds they they can get going and actually get the TV airtime for them, that'll decide whether they decide to add some more talent or not. Mm-hmm. WWE is a good place to be a woman wrestler right now, so they're going to have a harder time, I think, bringing WWE women talent over than they will male talent. Whereas I think as contracts start expiring for the men, they're not going to automatically just resign. A little right. joint manipulation here. Catches man of the hour. <laughs> Only like Morrow and JR say things like catch as catch can. <laughs> and slobber knocker make it sound fucking cool. It's called fashion slobber knocker. Leatherway keeps the arm the whole time. He has some control over the arm the whole time. Makes it believable. Makes it fluid. 
facial expressions. It's so important to have good facial expressions when you're wrestling. Mm-hmm. The, the facials was probably the only part I liked about the Brock Lesnar Cain Velasquez segment last week on SmackDown. Well, the facials are what that that was what you needed to get over on TV. Anybody in the audience is going to be over naturally because it was freaking crazy to see. While but when you're watching on TV, you have to have the facial expressions. Yeah, but while, um, while Brock had good facials and he really helped to show intimidation, I would rather him not have done that. I wouldn't have ended off SmackDown that way. By the way. I will not have ended off that way. If they want to bring Cain Velasquez in, fine. Have him... First of all, keep your fucking shirt on, dude. When was the last time you've been to the gym? Because Cain Velasquez... I'm sorry. He's not Yo, Kate. in good shape. He's a big dude, but he's not in good shape. So, I'm going to Google a picture of Cain Velasquez from... 2000... Oh, 2011. When he was in his Let's prime. Let's just say... Yeah. He definitely, he was never, like, super, super jacked, but he was definitely, like, he looked better in 2010, 2011 than he does now. But he was never, like, he never was built like Lesnar. He just whooped Lesnar's ass. (laughs) He's a tough motherfucker. Oh. Ow. He just fell on out. It took out everybody. Oh, that was weird. You think that was planned? Hmm. Oh, maybe that you was, that, that was where the commercial was. That's why I did that. Okay. So you think it was planned? I think so. Those but the plants. way he fell, man, was crazy. Look at Leo, like, with his moveset working up the crowd, too. Mm-hmm. He really does all the right things in the rain. He does. I'm glad that Colin gave him an opportunity to show what he does in the ring. Right. And his lack of size is what gets you invested in him. Mm -hmm. Gulak's a Philly guy, right? Uh, yes, oh. he is. Oh, you know what? That would make sense, too, with um, the whole boxing rope, like Rocky. Rocky. I'm pretty sure he's got some Flyers colors going there. Oh, he was going for uh, water. Gulak with the rear naked choke. Oh, he's going to have to take that arm and get it over the chin. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia Mama stretches. Mia. What does Morrow come up with this shit? <laughs> oh. Oh. Good, good pinning combination. Okay, Leo. That's good right there. Gulak mm-hmm. using size. Makes sense. I just love the sensible. Small like Leo. I just like the sensible storytelling in NXT matches. Mm-hmm. The feud makes sense. 
the end range storytelling makes sense. Ah, uh, should have hooked it the first time, Drew. Rookie mistake. Rookie, rookie, rookie. Freaking crowd's going stop, nuts stop for Leon. It's bro. crazy. Dude, I'm freaking beat today, man. I didn't sleep well last night at stop all. Stop yawning, man. Yawning's contagious. Did you blow on my cover? <laughs> yeah, you're lucky that no, no one could actually see us do this yet. The crowd... The crowd thinks it's awesome. So do I. <laughs> oh boy. I feel like something awesome's about to happen. Something really cool is about to happen. Sunset flip into a power bomb. Watch. I'm calling it. Look what's up, must come down. Look at that frog splash. That's a nice frog splash. Quality frog splash. Yo, Drew Gulak. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. So innovative, dude. Let me use the bottom rope to springboard upwards and get him in a cutter. That's fucking awesome. Gulak needs a haircut, too. Like see, like see Randy Orton do that. There's the load down. Love the follow through. Awesome. Beautiful. What a sexy beautiful, match, beautiful Leo. Match. Sexy match. Leo sexy looked match. really good in that match, man. Really good. Coming out party. He's so no, going to be a star at NXT. Let me ask you this. I know they haven't announced it, and uh, we did see the rules today, but... Are we going to see anyone from NXT show up on the main roster during this this draft? Shayna, maybe. She still has the title, though. So? Didn't stop Street Profits. They're not, active, they're not active competitors, though. They just do backstage Kevin, segments with Legends. Kevin, Kevin, didn't Kevin Owens appear on... Uh, he did, but he wasn't an active member of the roster because he still was the NXT champion. He did double okay, duty, well, but he would show up on the main roster. I mean, it's wrestling. They can win it. <laughs> True. Do you think Ronda maybe shows up for the draft? Uh, I think so. I have a feeling that we're going to see Ronda yeah. either. I think we're going to see her probably more tomorrow night than we than on Monday. Like I would like, I might say like have like Ronda and all the four horsewomen drafted to one of the brands. That'd be kind of that'd be a cool little story to get kick started. Yeah, then then we'll just see the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen at Survivor Series. Possibility. It's a possibility. It's easy to get paid. Oh, William Regal there with the presentation. Regal. I like it. Dude, William Regal was a boss of a wrestler too, man. He was. Of course, he was known in WCW, Lord Steven Regal. Right, right. Drew Gulak's like, why don't you grow your beard out, Leo? <laughs> Give him my title be back. Cool like me if you would grow a beard. Give him my title back, you beardless freak. gonna happen 
So he took it off him. See? There we go. Oh, Gulak, such a good guy. Gulak, Gulak. What a great dude. We're going to do this again. <laughs> I hope Leo like comes back with the new like belt that isn't that ugly as purple, purple belt. That shit looks like a toy. That'd be cool if they were hiding some uh, some little surprises for this draft. Like, oh, and by the way, also, here's some of your new titles. Okay. And maybe have, like, uh, I don't know, who could be drafted from NXT to come up? Gargano. Gargano, maybe. But now that Tommaso's back, you got to think they're going to finish that off now. No. They don't have to finish it in NXT. Remember, we talked about that. Yeah, but now NXT's a main brand. It's a whole new ball game now. Yeah, but still, but have it, um... Oh, that's, I was like, who the hell is that? It's Fandango and Tyler Breeze. I right, pause. No, you oh, gotta yeah. have, um... Let me hit pause, too. But now if NXT's gonna be considered a main brand, it's the, mm -hmm. it's the brand you're using to go to war with, then now maybe it makes sense to have Champa, Tommaso Champa, and... Johnny Gargano one more time in an NXT pay-per-view because now NXT guys aren't going to get called up to the main roster as quick as they used to. It's, you know, they're a legit third brand. They're going to be touring in arenas soon. There's no way they're going to keep doing this and lose an obvious battle to to AEW, one that they could win. So I do think if they if they went on the road and they played five to 8,000 seat arenas consistently, they would sell them out. That's all they need to do. Right. Yeah. So, all right, but listen, before we head out for the night, Doc, let, let's talk about this draft. Now, obviously, fam, you're listening to this on Saturday, but we are recording this Thursday night. So this is obviously the night before the first round of the draft. But let's go over the rules, Doc, and let's talk about uh, these rules and also how Fox and USA are going to be involved in the draft picks. Yeah, so, no, my apologies, fam. I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm holding, uh, holding strong here. But I just, with uh, in terms of like, you know, staying awake, but let's talk about these rules. This is on Bleach Report from Joseph Zucker. Um, the draft starts tomorrow. 70 wrestlers will be formally, will formally be in the draft. 30, up to 30 selections will be made on SmackDown, and another 41 will be made on Raw. Since Raw runs an extra hour, they're going to get more picks. It will get three picks for every two SmackDown guests. Now, here's an interesting stipulation. The wrestlers who are undrafted will be free to join either show at their own will. Okay. Another interesting thing. Tag teams can be drafted as one entity, except when Fox or USA prefers to have only one member of the team. So, basically, like, you could draft a New Day. Like, Fox could draft a New Day, but say they only want Kofi. That's what this rule means. Right. So this makes me think that some some things are gonna some factions are gonna break up, some teams might break up. It's interesting to see uh, if they do that because I can't think of anyone, with the exception of the current women's tag team champions, the Kabuki Warriors, right? Um, and Ziggler and Rude, but I don't even know if they're really Ziggler still. And Rude, you know, right. Well, they're yeah. still the champs, but. Bo Dallas and uh, the B team. Curtis Axel, yep. B team. You could break them up. Some lower level tag teams you can break up. Right. So the 
the other cool thing is there's going to be a it's good, it's, the draft itself is going to be star studded with special guests, lots of media personalities amongst them. Um, former Major League Baseball player Alex Rodriguez. Um, those two clowns from SNL that I know Bones loathes. I don't really like them much either. Michael Shea and Colin Jost. Clowns. Uh, actor, actor Christian Slater. Uh, Hall of Fame NFL quarterback and NFL announcer Troy Aikman. Along with his partner, uh, who does the play-by-play, Joe Buck. They were just on tonight as I watched Tom Brady demoralize my Giants in the last like seven minutes of that football game. Uh, this person, Jim Kramer, I'm not sure who that is. I'm going to assume he's another sports analyst for either NBC Sports or Fox Sports. Uh, also appearing, Kevin Burkhart. I would believe also he's a, he is he's like the equivalent to a sideline reporter in baseball usually. He did it for the Mets for years in SMY. I think he works for Fox now. Um, baseball Hall of Famer, Frank Thomas. Uh, NFL analyst, Kurt Menefee. NFL analyst and NFL Hall of Famer, Terry Bradshaw. Another NFL Hall of Famer and Howie Long, uh, two-time Super Bowl winning coach and a college football coach, uh, national champion, Lee Johnson. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, arguably the greatest tight end in the history of football. Uh, Krista Thompson, who I believe is a Fox Sports analyst. Um, Michael Vick, former Falcons Eagles quarterback and uh, convicted felon for running a dogfighting ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I shouldn't even give him shit for that. That's wrong because apparently he's really turned it around, done a lot of good for that situation. It's one of those situations where it seemed like you grow up in a in the wrong environment. You don't know any better. But so let me ask he you. Played for the, he, he played for the Eagles, and I hate the fucking Eagles. I had to bust his chops. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. So, Doc, let me, ask, let me ask you this question. Which one of these celebrities is going to be next on the Fiends hit list? So we also got Peter Schrager, Joel Klatt, Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, a bunch of college football players, Urban Meyer, coach, Rodney Harrison, another former player, Chris Sims, another former player, and Rebecca Lowe, who is a Premier League, hosts the Premier League morning um, pregame show. Who's getting attacked by the Fiend? Terry Bradshaw. No, Terry can't take a bump. Head's so fucking wacky. It's just a mandible claw. I'd rather see like Howie Long take it, honestly. Howie probably could take a nice bump. Actually, nonsense. If there's anybody I want to see take the mandible claw, it is either Troy Aikman or Joe Buck. (laughs) Let's be real here. (laughs) (laughs) Former Cowboy quarterback and maybe my least favorite play by play person in the whole game. Joe Buck's a lot better. He's grown on me over the years, but I would love to see him take a mandible claw. I just think it's crazy. All these celebrities, like you have their Fox's lead football team for commentary. You have all the pregame personalities on NBC and Fox. Um, a couple former Hall of Fame players. Um, you have some great college players, Heisman Trophy winners, national championship football coaches. Like this is a pretty crazy star-studded sports cast. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely going for something new. This is this is definitely a new era for WWE and how they're going to present their programming. Yeah, I, I think the official premiere is going to start right after the draft is done. Um, 
there's been a lot of heat from this past week's Monday Night Raw, how it was just a throwaway show, which makes complete sense. Why would they really do anything else to develop more storylines or character development or conclude anything when everything's changing with this draft? We're going to have three very specific rosters, and it made complete sense for them to have a throwaway Raw this past Monday. It got a lot of faces on TV that we might not have seen in a few weeks. You know, Aleister Black, the Singh Brothers, you know, probably the Singh Brothers are a bad example, but they're getting some names, uh, some some faces up on the screen for us to go, oh yeah, I remember, I remember these guys. And then see right. where they start heading now for the draft. So it makes complete sense. But this is going to be the official premiere now, I think, after the draft. So I'm interested to see how the draft runs, how Fox, how Fox has a hand in how they do, it, and also how sporty it's going to end up being. It's going to be more yeah, sports draft than what it's been in the past. That's what's interesting. That's what makes me want to tune in. That's what makes me want to say, okay, I'm really interested to see. Interested, like I'll watch on on Saturday. Well, I'm not gonna be around tomorrow night, but I'll watch Saturday morning, and I'm just gonna be like, I'm just curious to see how sporty it is. Is there gonna be a countdown clock? Is mm-hmm. is Vince McMahon gonna act like the like you know the commissioner of, of the NFL? What's what's that clown's name? Roger Goodell does. Mm-hmm. Is he gonna come up and introduce all the picks himself? Is there gonna be rounds? Or is, it, is it gonna be? Or is the clock gonna get slow? It, there's so many questions to ask. Right. It's it's good that they're creating, um, they're creating some mystery here, yeah. Because it makes you want to watch it more, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm um, enjoy, I'm enjoying with the the draft and the build leading up to. It. I think they've done a good job. Just hope the show delivers. Yeah, same here. And I'm on the same boat too. I'm I'm gigging tomorrow night, so I'm gonna have to watch the uh, first night of the draft Saturday morning before my second of three gigs this weekend. Uh, it's the life of a professional musician. That was me last weekend. I was busy last weekend. A little yeah, quieter you, this weekend. You were also in, in Woodstock last week, and I'm going to be like all over New Jersey and New York playing for weddings. <laughs> but, well, I was um, in Woodstock. I was in Asbury last weekend. I, so it was, it was local, too. I don't think I have anything going on this weekend. I know the week after I have another show in Asbury. The house ends. So anyway, Doc. Oh, I'm going to be up. Oh, I, I'm going to a wedding on Sunday. That's what it is. Wedding on Sunday, and then going up to Kenilworth to do a, a show with Gabby, Julie, Bone and Thistle. Nice. Um, that's cool. You're going to be at a wedding. I'll be at a wedding. So I'll be working a wedding, and you'll be enjoying a wedding. Is the wedding in Tom's River? Please say yes. No, no, no. The, the wedding is somewhere in upstate New York. I got a wedding in Jersey tomorrow. Brooklyn Saturday and upstate New York on Sunday. Brooklyn. So, but on that note, Doc, um, we're both over here nodding off in front of our Yeah, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. So, that's all the time we have for today, folks. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to episode 46 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Please show your support by following us on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. And if you haven't already, please be sure to follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle and on Instagram at Wrestle Addict Radio. 
I am your host, JC Bones. You can find me on Twitter at JC Bones. That's Bones with a Z. You can find Doc at Dr. Haas for WC and our third man, Johnny Smarks, at Johnny Smarks a lot. Also, please show your support by joining the fam and coming to patreon.com slash wrestleaddictradio, where for as low as $5 a month, you will receive exclusive content. Just this past week, Doc and myself recorded a special edition Sunday Night Aftermath, which is a review of Premiere Week, as well as uh, results and reactions from Hell in a Cell. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, if you're interested in NWA, I'd be more than happy to supply you guys with an NWA review show each week as we have the resurrection of the 10 pounds of gold back on TV every week. There's also plenty of other exclusive content from all of our other shows on the network, including uh, Kings of the Rings podcast. Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer podcast has the 20 Bell Salute new show on the Patreon. DFTC Jeff Almaccio has War Paint along with uh, War24 and other great exclusive content. So let's go to patreon.com slash wrestleaddictradio. And if you've enjoyed the entire fourth wall experience, be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore Once again, we are the 4th Wall WrestleCast. And Doc, what do we do here each and every week? Wrestling real. We are here to keep wrestling real. Goodbye and good night. It's not wrestling, it's wrestling. Wrestling, now that NWA is back, we can actually wrestling. wrestling. Real wrestling. NWA, Ethan Rashley Real. I'm about to keep the real. Good night, folks. Good night, brother, man. Good night.